episode 15 we just got the boys los regionales here today no guests no guests but that's okay uh cody and ian here in berta marcus in barca and yes the language train of life keeps on rolling uh it's a little winter wonderland here in in Alberta, a little howling, howling blizzard. But it is howling. We are howling, howling, so we're lodged up. We're doing a podcast here this Sunday. It seems to be our day. And yeah, boys, uh, things were happening. Polyglot Conference happened. We did a little election night live stream for the first time. Had some different friends, amigos drop in. So that's on YouTube. And yeah, uh, language news, like... Uh, with my job, the language, Spanish and French, is always a, a given, but other working on different things, my Korean, German, and Esther, our previous guest, but we'll get into it a little later. Me and her are doing a little challenge this upcoming month with each other. So Cody knows the language. We'll, maybe we'll get Marcus to guess after. Yeah, but, I'm really um, interested to see how long it takes Marcus to guess, because it took me quite a while. Yeah, so we, me, I, me and Esther had a call yesterday, and uh, we figured out how we're going to approach it it's kind of similar to what me and cody were doing not quite the same competitive element but <laughs> we're gonna try and push each other to get this language so well I, can't, I, can't, new. Hey? I can't i can't wait to hear about that i bet yeah. it's a language that i i don't even know of <laughs> well, it's, not that absurd. I, it's not like when i was texting you about yoruba the other night yeah something like that yeah, not quite, not quite. Not quite, yeah, but, but I still uh, probably don't know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably, you know. I do, probably. I always remember, remember that time we were at Cody's place guessing countries? And I like, or capitals. capitals yeah, that's, right? that, that's, that's my shit. Right, okay, <laughs> okay, but okay. So now just, you got to take that geographical map in your engineering brain and just put the language on top of it and okay then, then you'll know it i haven't i haven't studied that language map that intensely no that's intense, your next step that's your next okay, well yeah. why don't we just do it now why don't why don't you just get guess this over with? yeah okay you gotta give me a hint i just guess like no, cody no. just started guessing and i was telling him if he was asia close. somewhere in asia uh yeah technically technically yeah oh so not oceania no no so asia Technically, technically Asia. Yes, technically. Yeah, Asia's massive. So, so not Polynesia. No, 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 no. Asia. So, so continental Asia. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Oh. Just start guessing. Start guessing. Vietnamese. Right. 
No, no. Uh, do they speak it in a mountainous region? Uh, yeah. Part of the country. Some, of the some of part of the country. Yeah. Mountainous. Is it Hindi? No. No. Um, oh, God. Is he carving the path, too? <laughs> like I what? was. You're kind of on the Silk Road, but yeah, yeah. Just keep going. Somewhere in Nepali. Is that even a language? Nepali? No, that's definitely a language. No, Nepali is a language. Nepali. Nepali is definitely. Oh, Nep- Nepalese. Yeah. Uh, it's Nepalese. not Nepalese. No. And uh, uh, is it Persian? No, 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 he's no. getting closer. You're getting closer. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 Armenian or something like that. You're getting really Armenian, close. Not Armenian. What what uh, Armenian? Armenian or Arme- Armenian? Armenian. 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 What do they speak in Azerbaijan? Azerbaijan. Uh, Azeri, I believe, is the name of the language. Yeah, is it Azeri. that? No. No. Uh, okay, so I'm trying to think of like all these former Soviet Union states, but they all of them obviously speak Russian. Uh, but then they the speak bus. some of them speak Persian as well. Is yeah. it a former is it a former Soviet no. Union state? It's no. Not a former Soviet satellite state. Uh, um now it's hard here. No, it's no just keep going. It's not as hard as you would think. But it's on the Silk Road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mon- yeah. Mon- Mongolia. No, 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 you're, you're, no. you're going wrong direction. Okay, wrong, wrong direction. Although Mongolia would be hard as hell, too. Yeah. What do they speak in Afghanistan? Is that uh, Persian? Pashto and Persian. And Dari? Dari, that's... Uh... Urdu. Urdu. No, no. no you're going <laughs> back the wrong way. Okay, wrong way. Urdu is interesting because I've heard Urdu is uh, Kurd, Kurdish, Kurdish. You're oh, getting okay. really close. I love, okay, I, I gotta take a moment. Turkish, love, Turkish. Ah, so. Okay, yeah. so it's, Turkish, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Turkish. Shout oh, out yeah. to Kurdish though. I would love to do a little Kurmanji. I've always been fascinated with the Kurds since like. Uh, Ooh, yeah, the Kurds are super interesting. Kurds are uber interesting, and there's. Kermanji and uh, Sarani is the other dialect. Kermanji uses the Latin script and Sarani uses the Arabic script. But yeah, Turkish. Turkish is the, the challenge. I, I really like the way Turkish sounds. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's a. Kind of, it's, kind of, it's kind of like Europeanish in the Europeanish. But it has, it's like, to me, it sounds like so i haven't listened to a lot of, of turkish but but to me it sounds sort of like some mixture of like arabic persian uh-huh. versus and a little bit of indo-european that's i that's yeah. exactly how i'd call it too it's, and, like, it's yeah oh uh well just how you mentioned indo-european there's a boatload of french words in turkish as well like mm. five thousand french words really? wow. in turkish like manto um there's actually like a, a shopka that's from ukrainian russian like some slavic influence as well um, so it's not the other way around of what that the french has a bunch of turkish no there. no because like that was the interesting thing like you know how english is like the lingua franca essentially today of the world like that used to be french right like diplomatically in the 19th century so turkish has a yeah it's it's crazy like just random words will just come up it'll just be like the french word in turkish so so that's there's like a little sprinkling of the influence 
but yeah, structurally it's, uh, I forget Lang focus. Shout out to that guy. He has a video explaining the whole, uh, it's a, it's an agglutin of language too. So you got like prefixes, suffixes, and what Esther taught me yesterday on our call, the infixes they're called, how like the- Yeah, I've seen that. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. where did I see that? Was that Basque? Is that Basque where you have that? Basque might have that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where I saw this, but I saw some language in Europe, I think. Yeah, in Europe that has pre- prefixes, suffixes, and in, in, infixes? Infixes. infixes. Yeah, that sounds infixes? like a nightmare. <laughs> infixes. No, but, no, but I, I know how that works yeah yeah like hungarian yeah it might be something like, i don't know hungarian amongst the polyglots hungarian's always like notoriously difficult right Finnish, but, but, Finnish too yes well they're actually in the same family yeah Finnish and which is so how did that ha- happen historically that's so weird hey yeah i don't know how that works yeah yeah that's interesting Finnish. though so, so so how much have you dabbled in turkish so far um a bit like i used to do throughout this year uh like those power hours i tell you guys about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. dabble power hour hey you got you got to tell the listeners so for the listener because uh yeah so how does one quantify their dabbling i just set a timer 15 minutes so the dabble power hour for me is 15 minutes of portuguese um 15 minutes of russiska Yazik, little Russian, uh, 15 minutes of Italiano and 15 minutes of Turkish. That's how I finish it off. And Turkish is the slowest moving because obviously Portuguese and Italian, I use my Spanish and French to motor that along. Uh, for Russian, I use my Ukrainian to get that. But uh, for Turkish, just 15 minutes slow going with that but uh now since it's kind of it's become official with esther the challenge that we're doing uh hopefully do like an hour a day and uh so before you move into to the the turkish or before you go back to the turkish what so during this this uh dabbling power hour what do you do exactly during these 15 minutes i go on a site memorize which i think i mentioned okay you do memorize it's my jam i love it um it's it's like a flashcard system uh, if it has the audio. So basically I just go, so right now I'm doing the Duolingo course on Memorize. So it's all of the vocabulary from Duolingo on Memorize because I just like that format. I click on the course. Um, sometimes if I don't want to like type or anything, I just go to the preview mode and it's just like, it's just like clicking through the flashcards like the greeting section, the number section, the color section, blah, blah, so, blah. So you do strictly vocabulary? Basically, yeah. Huh. Strictly vocabulary. And then from there, once I felt like I've built a base of vocabulary, then I'll go start watching YouTube or short readings or podcasts or, yeah, I feel like even when I was doing the Korean challenge with Cody, that's how I started with Korean too. Just vocab, vocab, vocab. And, but, but like, but then vocab in like short phrases. So you are starting to get like okay. structures. Okay. And yeah, man. So I just, I'm just on memorized for the whole hour, 15 minutes, Portuguese, Russian, 
Italian huh. and Turkish. And then just as long as they got the audio, right? So it's every time you see that flashcard, there's I put my AirPod in and just like, like, uh, gule gule, like goodbye in Turkish, or gurushurus, or gunaydin. So every time I hit that flashcard, my brain's just hearing it, hearing it, hearing it. And from there, yeah, hopefully get into. There's there's a few easy Turkish videos on YouTube. Esther, we kind of have a Google Doc, so we're sharing resources with each other. Nice. Um, so something like she does, she just listens to like a podcast that she doesn't understand anything, but she's like just getting used to the sounds. I do that too. Right. So you do. I think. Do you? Would you use a podcast or no music? Music. I yeah. Music. Right. That's. What I find. I, I find music like that's not like rap or anything like like. Um, yeah. The clear music slower with clear melody. lyrics, slower melody with clear lyrics, and I just listen yeah. to that even though I don't understand. Really, right? And that's a great way to just kind of like soak your brain in soak the language. Your brain, get those sounds, just get a feel for what's the music like and the culture. Yeah. And so, yeah, so Turkish is it, and it it kind of fits into my German puzzle actually, because uh, hopefully, if I go to Germany in a couple of years there's two three million turks in germany there's a lot yeah so uh be fun to have a little a to b1 turkish in the bag too while i was there so uh, are you finding out are you looking that up no, I, I just, so uh, I Googled something. There, there's a fun fact. So I, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm, I'm fact-checking myself now, but I'm pretty sure Berlin is like the second biggest city Turkish. in terms of Turkish pop. has the second biggest Turkish, <laughs> Turkish population of any city worldwide. Right. I'm going to go, I'm going to fact-check myself. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I've yeah. always heard of that community. And well, you guys been to Germany. Yeah. So I can confirm. confirm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of Turkish. um, There's a lot of Turkish people there. There's like um, Turkish restaurants and everything. They're like, honestly, Turkey is to Germany as Mexico is the United States. Gotcha. Right. Right. So, like, even if the challenge doesn't go super far after, like, we do the one month, just even knowing just a bit, I think, just help. Well, it just it gives the dabbling middle more of a purpose than just kind of. Rest. So, so I'm just gonna quickly go back and and retract what I just said. So it's definitely not like the biggest or the largest oh, okay. Turkish population in the world. It has about two hundred and fifty thousand Turks in Berlin, which is still a lot, it's, right? It's still sizable. Very so, sizable. so it's so it's the largest Turkish community outside of Turkey in the world, but that's about it. I don't, I don't even even Berlin um, doesn't have actually that many people. I think there's only three million people that live there. Oh really? Yeah, it's like it's all so German smaller. cities are not. They don't have as many. Yeah, three point six. Three point six. Oh damn. Okay, so that's still big. I don't know what the population of of Istanbul and Ankara are. The population. Oh, they're massive. Yeah, they're Istanbul's they're like massive. fifteen million people or something. It's massive yeah cody how do you know this it's it's pretty much exactly 15 million yeah you know you remember how you're saying capitals is your shit well numbers and yeah but capitals usually don't change numbers change all the time yeah i'm just really smart (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay that's 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 interesting i'm glad you're learning turkish yeah yeah it's a new 
like a gluten of language. So, so, so what's the what's the premise of this challenge with Esther? Well, she she wanted to do it this kind of back in September. Um, uh, I she I don't know I didn't get into all the reasons that she wants to learn it. Like she's interested in the in the culture of Turkey as well. Like we even have a section. You know Esther. Remember how she's reads like seven books at a time. Like, yeah, uh, she's she reads a lot. So she even had some Turkish authors down that she'd like to uh, get into. Um, so the premise is basically let's do something similar to me and Cody. And we have like these little checkpoints. So mm -hmm. first week, like our goals, recognize basic words, basic greetings, like numbers, etc. And then we're going to check in with each other. Hey, how's that going? And we're actually going to keep a, a daily log on our Google doc being like, Hey, this is what we worked on today. Nice. And like, but she says like, it's not super structured for her. Cause like a lot of language learners, you gotta be in a certain mood certain times to do it. So it's not like we're being like super militant or like Uber structured. It's like, Hey, today I had a chance to do it for three hours today. I only had a chance to do it for like five minutes. So kind of that variation will play into it too. But on average, hopefully we're getting like a decent amount of time that we can hit these goals that we set. Yeah, this is such a good idea. I think um, I think learning a language is somebody with this and like having a plan and like helping each other out and giving each other support. That's it's so much more fun that way. Hey? But, but but it sounds like this is not as combative as the Korean War. No, oh, no, no. no. No, it's not. No, it's like I'm actually just listening to this. I'm a little bit jealous now. I'm like, oh, like well, I mean, the Korean War was fun, but it was like it felt like like a battle. It didn't feel like we were like helping each other. You know? of, well, I mean, we talked about the resources we shared, and yeah, but we, we didn't were... create a Google. Doc no, no, we like, didn't. Hey, do like, how's this doing? Like, here, let me help you out. No, like, no, yeah. we didn't. But maybe this for the listener. This could be something you could try with somebody. Pick whatever language that you're mutually interested mm -hmm. in, and um maybe even yeah i can show the once we start making our short videos here show like a, what exactly we're doing a plat uh what the doc would look like and uh i think eventually i don't know have you guys heard of the huggins international challenge no mm -mm. so it's basically one month and you so you're in a group so let's say i'm doing turkish december 1st so on December 1st, you have to give, I think it's between like 30 seconds to a minute and it's a different topic every day and it starts basic, but it ramps up. So like the first day, be like, introduce yourself like in Turkish. Uh, second day, talk about your hometown. Third day, talk about what you like to eat. Fourth day, talk about where you work. And it just keeps building and building up. And actually like, even by like day 10, you, you're like working hard to like, be able to have the vocabulary and the structures to talk about that so you make that recording it goes into a common document so let's say all three of us were doing turkish like all three of our recordings would go in and then you get feedback from other so i guess the whole premise is you hope that there's other there's a native turkish speaker somewhere in the competition like he might be doing a different language or she might be doing a different language. And then they come listen to you and then they give you feedback on that day being like, oh, this is how you pronounce this. This is how you pronounce that. 
So you get that feedback and then you just kind of apply it as you go from day to day to day. And then, yeah, by the 30th day, man, you might be talking about like, how did Einstein discover his thing? <laughs> like it, it get ramps up, but hmm. the, uh, it's a, it keeps you like accountable each day because like here's what you need to talk about each day. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Italki does something like that too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they have. They I think they call it like a 30 day language mm. challenge or mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah, yeah. Essentially, you just like send a recording and people correct you and give you suggestions. So um, yeah, I think I think that whole idea of like being accountable with language learning, either um, through an assignment like that or just having a partner is something that's like super helpful for a lot of people, myself included, because sometimes I struggle to hold myself accountable to things. But like, if there's somebody else involved, like that will always like kick my ass into gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So. Well, so, so what I'm finding right now with my italki classes is that I'm, I get really excited. Um, I get really excited for the class essentially every week. So, so before the, the days leading up to it, I go extra hard because I know right. I'm gonna have the class. Yeah, and I have, yeah. I have this feeling like I have to, I have to prepare myself because it's kind of like the meetups, you know, like you go to the meetups, but it, it you, to go to the meetups, you have to kind of, it only, it's only really valuable if you prepare for it because you, yeah. you do all studying by yourself beforehand and then you go there and apply it. That's the point of going to the meetups, right? Going to these um, language or conversation groups, right? So in order to get as much out of the class as possible, I go extra hard the week before and i feel like this is some kind of incentive for me because i know in the back of my head okay i have this class i have to go hard because i have to i have to show my teacher that i'm improving every class and and i guess that's like an example of that of holding yourself accountable i guess that, that at least it works for me really well oh yeah yeah i think having that incentive meetup language partner teacher whatever it be like it's kind of like did you do your homework essentially because yeah, essentially you your homework you're gonna just it's gonna be like a repeat it's just gonna be the same thing and you're gonna know that ah, i didn't really advance this week i didn't progress or and i mean nothing it's better than nothing maybe like let's say you did have to like you didn't do a thing and you showed up to, to your next lesson and you yeah you just sound the same nothing similar mistakes okay but you you did something but to really progress and then keep that incentives going then yeah you got to just put in the time right yeah need so so basically what i do is that i during the week i i listen for new expressions okay in my podcast for example so i listen for new expressions and new words that i then try out uh-huh during the class gotcha okay like that that's a thing so so for example if i come across an expression that i find particularly interesting like a brand new expression i'm like okay i tell myself i have to try this during my next class or i have to use this in a conversation it doesn't necessarily have to be in my class it uh-huh. can just be with like some some random person here in barcelona i just have to use it i have to apply it i have to find a way to apply it it's like i do this as well with english so sometimes if i learn a new word like in the morning when i wake up i I have like the word of the day so i like i i um i I get this email with a new word and its definition and everything and and i set the goal for myself to use that word in a sentence that day (laughs) With, with someone 
with someone talking? with someone yeah so what was the today's word i haven't so obviously now i'm totally off this because i'm not in an english speaking environment at all but i can tell you today's word if you want i can look i can yeah i, can I get a spanish email. day of the word every day emailed to me as well i do i have that as well i have it as well now so i signed up for that last week octothorpe is today's word an octothorpe and and it's the official name it's it's the official name of the hashtag symbol it's an octothorpe (laughs) (laughs) like the hashtag symbol is yeah yeah the number sign the numbers exactly it's a number sign too that yeah that's an octothorpe it's an octothorpe hashtag no no octothorpe yeah let's go (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna, here's an example Messina, which is a name chose to use this symbol for con- collating Twitter searches in 2007 because he wanted a sign that could be input from a low tech cell phone, he had two options the Octothorpe or the Asterix, he chose <laughs> the former okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Twitter, they were decide, they were choosing between the Octothorpe and the Asterisk for the hashtag. Yeah. No, that's good, man. Like, one should always, even English, um, improving one's own lexicon all the time, right? All the time, man. Like, and I think even, I take that for granted. Like, does that mean I should be reading more? Should I be, like, getting a word of the day? Um, like... I think, yeah, we're so sometimes as a language that you're so focused on the other languages, mm-hmm. cultures, but it's like you forget, yeah, one's own lexicon. I forget Sam Harris, one of his Ask Me Anythings years ago, he, uh, he got a question about how can I just improve? Because he's a guy that uses words that I've never heard of sometimes, like in English. I'm like, whoa, what? Defenestrate. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Defenestrate. Exactly. <laughs> Well, when, he, that when he used that in a podcast that was legendary yeah, exactly. <laughs> i don't remember the context but that was legendary yeah yeah because pinchicolo told us about it and uh yeah so it's continually progressing and I'm, I'm finding that too sorry are you talking about like with spanish expressions are you talking about like dichos idioms uh everything man everything yeah because i uh with uh aj my roommate like, uh, I've been just, I had a list of phrases the other days and, uh, like there was one, uh, tener chancla or, or tener, oh geez, now I'm going to, I'm going to have an Uler moment here. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's about like having connections, uh, with someone. So it was like, it was an expression I never heard before Then I asked him and he's like, oh yeah, this, this is what this means. Uh, so it's like even 10 years now speaking i like fluent spanish i still find like oh man all these idioms and all these expressions uh like it's something you just completely can keep adding to the arsenal because i think that sounds you sound way more like a native speaker Mm -hmm, for sure oh for sure absolutely yeah so it's just like you said though like okay i'm gonna make a conscious effort to apply this yeah but that's the only way to do it because if you just read it once you're never going to remember it yeah oh yeah exactly so i don't know it's uh it's that's good even i think i've been listening to 
because you know there's all this stuff about on youtube being like oh learn the language in three months learn in six months learn in a year and then people are just like look you're, you're constantly always learning that like a language is a, like a lifetime project in a way and looking back of 10 years speaking spanish now it's totally the case mm-hmm. like even if i'm trying to pick up some basic literature i'm still learning lots i'm still like pushing to like further deepen the my expressive abilities in the language so it doesn't it never really stops you pick one language and that's going to be a voyage the rest of your life if you decide to keep going with it yeah it's yeah doesn't stop. that's that's the best way to to put it mm. yeah so yeah I, I love i love learning new vocabulary it's it's in all languages apapachame Papacha my way. Uh, yeah, exactly. Another word I learned um, yesterday was despistado. You despistado. guys know what that means? Despistado is if you're like absent-minded. That's oh. the official translation. Oh, come if, on you're, if you're like scatterbrained or, or if you're... <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, so p- p- yeah. That's what you can say later if you're... Soy despistado. Uh, Frustrated. Estoy un, poco, estoy un poco despistado. 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 Very, mm-hmm. very fun and rewarding, gratifying. There's nothing more gratifying than learning a new word and incorporating it into your daily vocabulary. Oh, yeah. There's another oh, another really good feeling is like when you when you learn a new word or expression one day and then you, you're either talking to someone or you're listening to like a conversation and you hear that word and you're like, yes, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Recognition. Mm-hmm of it yeah even if you don't use it say per se mm-hmm. then recognizing it you're like, ah, yeah. and you're like you hear it you're like yes i know what like, that i'm is. in on the i'm <laughs> in on the joke now too yeah yeah exactly yeah and there's multiple mediums to do it right like uh one of my i have like lots of language ambitions like like i just want to like re-watch la casa la casa de papel money heist and just pause it more and be like okay what exactly Tokyo or El Profesor say there and then like write it down like I want to like dig into or uh, Club de Cuervos whatever pick your show and just like really hone in on some of those like like Espanolismos right you know I actually have I want to let's let's talk about this because I've considered doing the same thing but when I'm watching a tv show I'm doing it more so I can just relax and be entertained and yeah. I find it, I find it a little bit, not necessarily stressful, but I like, I view it as work from pausing it. I'm like, okay, like I'm going to write this down. Like, I just want to chill and like watch the TV show. Even, even if I don't understand everything, like that's fine. Like I'm just watching for the entertainment value. That's just the I, way. Yeah, no, no, I'm oh, sorry. I should have prefaced this with, uh, I've watched Casa de Papel twice through. So this is the third time watching. So it's kind of past oh. the pleasure, past oh. the recreation yeah, part. Okay, it's okay. more of the, let's study this. But I okay. agree, I agree. Like there's that new La Revolution show um, oh, of France. Have you, have you watched that? 
I watched one up. I think when you were here last time. Wait, that's on Netflix, right? On Netflix. We yeah. watched that in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, we should talk about that coming up later. Yeah. But uh, that's a show. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that the first time watching a show. Maybe Definitely not. Like uh actually another thing I was doing, I found the so the German show on Netflix Dark. I found the transcripts in French, sorry, in German and in English. And they were like parallel, right? Like, so like 15 minutes, the Deutsch phrase, and then 15 minutes, the English phrase. So you had, it was already translated for me. So then what I like to do, and then along with this memorize, I like to build my own memorized courses because I think it's a good way of learning, just making the course itself. So I'd be like, copy and paste the German thing, copy and paste the English, and yeah so just in terms of like a medium getting these phrases i think tv shows is great music i mostly would do for actually no that's not true i i uh i did the whole lyrics of the first ramstein album i just copied and pasted them all so and uh i was like i'm just gonna learn the lyrics that's them. what i that's that's what i do but with uh reggaeton <laughs> that's how i learned all my all my latino slang yeah oh yeah man so wow speaking of like for learning or for pleasure like oh we were just talking about this before the the pod actually like cody's talking about how you just you would even if you didn't speak any german you just like german music oh yes yeah, k-pop yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. now too right mm-hmm. so you when you can get like just this is what I would do recreationally and I'm learning something at the same time. Like that's a solid yeah. combo. If you, this is something that's really good uh, that I've been really looking into lately too, is like tricking your brain into viewing it more like it's uh, it's just pure pleasure and recreation instead of viewing it as something like work. And um, uh, yeah, I just, I find it's, it's so much easier when you're, when you're when you're sitting down and you're just like okay like you have that fire in your belly right like you have that passion that's something that is um elusive to me it's although this is my passion it like learning languages it takes a lot of work man like yeah. it's so much effort love. labor and, of love labor of love yeah that's right but um uh, and i don't know i have a tenuous relationship with it sometimes and like I get these bursts of motivation where I'm like, yes, like, let's go and do this. And like, it's, I don't have to like um, convince myself to do it, but there'll be some times where I'm like feeling really lazy. I'm like, ah, like I just want to like turn my brain off. <laughs> so wait, so wait, let's talk about this. Cause this is something I think about a lot. So when you feel lazy, what do you do? Cuando, cuando, cuando estes bago. Bago? <laughs> bago. Do you guys know what bago is? I don't know. Que significa? Bago is a lazy bum, a lazy person. See, that's good, right? Because in my head, it's like perezoso, but... No, bago, bago, tío. Perezoso, no. no. <laughs> perezoso is lazy. See, but that's, that's... Perezoso is a... um, That's the adjective. Oh, bago wow, is a wow. noun. Okay, yeah. Cuando, so that's cuando, estás, like, cuando estás bago or cuando estás un bago. Yeah, no, sorry, but I like I like how you just taught me something, so now like for lazy reference in my head i don't just have tennis also i also have that now too bago give so an example right now on the pod of how expanding okay but your question is what do you do when you're feeling lazy yeah what do you do when you cody you just said oh like sometimes i don't feel like doing languages i feel so lazy so my question to you is what do you what do you do when you procrastinate or what do you do when you don't do like like 
Like, what do you do when you're lazy? Um, YouTube or Netflix. And in the past, it's and, been and, video games. And that's something that, like, I used to struggle with. Because, um, like, I wouldn't just spend, like, an hour or two playing video games. All I right. would, like, waste my entire time, like, playing video games. Cody, so here's my response. What do you... What do you what do you do on or my my follow-up question what do you do on youtube or netflix um i usually just like watch um either science fiction stuff or like in the, in the target language no usually in english if i'm feeling really lazy because but, honestly um the best most quality material is all in english so oh. when so when you're really? ah, well i think maybe now it's changing a little bit but typically like if you want to watch something just really cool it's probably gonna be in english so first of all uh my point that i'm trying to make here is that if you're feeling lazy you don't have to sit down and study hardcore you can just throw on a video in your target language exactly yes. and that's that's how i've been like tricking my brain uh -huh. into like always being in language mode i agree you gotta just right. do something light but that's what I like about languages. You can, it's so easy to do something like, and if I'm, if I'm lying down and watching Cuervos, for example, that's not like, I'm not using my brain no. like crazy. I'm, I'm still, that's very relaxing for me or yeah. like on YouTube as well. Like just throw on some easy material and just like relax. No pasa nada way. Especialmente if it's like Spanish and not like it, that'd be different if it were like French because my French sucks. <laughs> but my Spanish is actually pretty good, so I can actually yeah. relax my brain and consume yeah. material without taking feeling strained. Yeah, yeah there, I feel like there's a dial with language learning that once you, oh, especially yeah. once you do it along, like you can turn up your intensity like big time if you're like, yeah, really honing in the show. Or like, yeah, man, like, uh, like I'm like I need a nap pretty much every day. Like, like just teaching takes a bit out of me, so I like. But then, like, when I'm just flying down, I just put on the AirPod, uh, listen to Easy German or like, shout Spanish, out. shout out <laughs> Easy German. Like, yeah, just not, I'm not, I'm not studying a thing. I'm like literally trying to fall asleep, but my brain is still like. So basically, what I do when I procrastinate from things, I I still do something in terms of like it's like if I'm if I'm just feeling really lazy and and I, I don't feel like doing anything strenuous I don't feel like straining my mind I just lie down and I throw on some Spanish YouTube video or a Spanish Netflix yeah. show or lo que sea. Totally. That's that that's my that's my that's my um, like the lowest level. That's the lowest I sink on my perezoso my perezoso level. <laughs> bago, bago. Bago. Yeah. It's like, Right. So and I think there's little life hacks too. Steve Kaufman was tweeting or YouTubing about this the other day, how like he has to do the dishes, clean the house yeah, and do laundry that. like everyone ever. So <laughs> why not use this, put your AirPods in your headphones, like I say, and shit, Raka, Raka, talk to me in Korean, Raka, whatever you listen to. And yeah, man, do the dishes and you got some language learning done. So that's not necessarily procrastinating. That's more optimizing, mm -hmm. like what you're taking advantage of. Yeah, of course. But my point is that I don't see, I don't really see it as work. No. I, I don't no. really see it as work. Like I, I, like there's nothing I'd rather listen to than a good Spanish podcast. 
I've been I've been tapping into this um, perspective, and it's really helping my my language stuff. So right, all aboard. But I, I have nothing else to do than to to study. Like, there's nothing else I'd rather do. Oh, like, I have no I have no interest no. in video games, right? And I don't I'm not looking to suddenly start interesting my or um, I'm not trying to take up video games because I know that I that 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 would just be a distraction. You know how you, you stay away from video games sucking in video games. That's so I'm, I'm eternally grateful. I suck at video games. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Same. I've never been good at a video game ever. I was semi good wow. at FIFA. Sega. I, I was I was semi good at FIFA when I was in high school. But then after that, that significantly dropped and uh, I suck at everything. <laughs> All right. So just while we're on this topic of improving languages and these phrases, I want to ask you, Marcus, specifically, how you feel about your Castellano. Could you been two months? I'm glad you asked, man. I'm glad well, you just, asked. You just talked about all of this stuff. And what's the actual product look like right now? Like Dude, how I feel I feel like I've improved so much. For example, I'm going to give you an example. Subjuntivo, subjunctive, I'm mastering it. De verdad, no creo que sea tan difícil. No sé que, que vosotros penséis. Pero que siga con esto. <laughs> sí, claro, claro. Uh, so, my, I've I've been just honing it so hard, and it's and and I've been diving into the nitty gritty grammar even, and I, that's something that I haven't done before really. So I've been going deep and looking at specifically the subjunctive case in Spanish and trying to master it because uh, you can't really speak Spanish without sub using the subjunctive in a in a. Uh, you're yeah. not you're not firing on all cylinders unless you're you're that's, that's you're a better way of putting yeah, it that's a better way of putting it you can't speak it well without using subjunctive. right right because it's such an important way in for communicating and expressing yourself so essentially if you don't know what subjunctive case is so if you speak english you probably don't know what subjunctive case is it's it's basically a verb mood Mood, so you know, yeah. it's a it's a verb mood that you use so it's a different style of conjugation to express um express preferences preferences essentially or hypotheticals yeah <laughs> okay keep talking keep talking and and i don't really know how to explain it because when i first was introduced to the subjunctive mood in spanish i didn't really understand what it was and what its purpose is <laughs> but and the only way He's got his book out. The only way to learn subjunctive is to to basically just soak your brain in it. Yeah. And yeah. then after a while, you're you're gonna start understanding what it is and why it's so useful. All right, here we go, boys. This is okay for the YouTube listener. You can see it. This is uh my first ever Spanish textbook. Shout out 2009, University of Saskatchewan. And Lots yeah, dude, I, I remember, yeah, oh, yeah this and I, I would use this. I've made a lot of money off this book, tutoring. It's paid for itself. But uh, yeah, dude, like what you said, it's that breakdown of the subjunctive case and how applying it all. So just you talking about like all the uses of the subjunctive just brought me back like on memory lane, man. So, uh, so subjunctive with emotion, right? Working on that, like... Uh, Es ridículo que 
Uh, es terrible que es triste que... Es ridículo que seas mamón. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, next part. Yeah, Subjective with doubt, disbelief, denial. That's so, the one that really sticks out for te, yeah. Duro que... Oh, then, have you gotten a, like, subjunctive past tense yet? Because that's pretty easy. That one, like... Si no hubiera el subjuntivo, no habría el, uh -huh, el yeah, mismo viera, idioma. Yeah, viera, that's an example. So it's like... Dudo que viera el juego del Barça ayer. Like, uh huh. So it's, so yeah, man. It just, it's, and then with the conjunctions, right? When you use it in situations like a menos que, antes que, con tal que, like sometimes, or para que, para que is a tricky one for me sometimes too. Really? That's um, always been a relatively easy one for me. Okay. Which one? Just, what are like, we talking about? Para que. Para, like conjunctions. Conjunctions, like para que para, para que hacerlo, por ejemplo. Para, What's the context like, here? So estoy estudiando con mi libro para que um, yo mejore mi español. Por oh, vale, vale, vale. So para que, so it's like it's like little like oh, it's like I'm hitting up a, it's like kind of like doing a hurdle, like a subjunctive hurdle mm -hmm. in your mind. Vale. Like oh yeah, I got I got to hit para que here. So let's switch subjunctive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, I think it's one of those things I don't worry about it a ton here in a Canadian context. Like I never bring it up when I'm teaching. Like it's no, so no, that's so way past stuff. high school. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. that's for a person who wants to become a, a fluent Spanish speaker. You like can an teach advanced expressions like que tengas un buen día. Mm, yeah, but I'm not yeah. gonna be like, oh, this is the subjunctive case. Yeah, you can't do that. That that'd be totally overwhelming. Like you'd have to be at our level in Spanish in order to 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 start bringing it, start working on it. By the way, that just um, <laughs> I want to I want to bring this. I want to see if, um, if you guys have any experiences with this. It's kind of embarrassing. So, have you ever had any moments with any of your languages where you get to like a pretty good level, but you run into some situation where there's like something super basic that you should know, but you don't oh. like, I'll yeah. tell you an example. I think the most embarrassing example that I had was with German actually. And I went on my, uh, my study program to Germany and we were at the, we were at the hostel, uh, like the second day or something that I was there and I needed something from the front desk. So I went up to go get it from the lady and just was, um, just, talking with her casually and then um i just paid for it and i went to go leave and i went to go say have a good day and i was like pause have a good day <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like i was like i was paused there i was like frozen and like this lady was like um like, what are you doing and i was like uh and then i kind of just like left yeah <laughs> oh yeah that that happened to me this week so after the election episode so i was up all night i didn't go to bed at all and i just went straight to work and then i was in spanish mode talking to my uh, compañero, compañeros and i forgot like the, the the most rudimentary words like tarde i couldn't figure out how to say later or late <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though like you were running on zero sleep yes that's true that's true but that happens like if you're stressed or if you're oh, yeah. tired your communication yeah. and and I notice this in all my language, like every single language that I speak well. So I speak two languages, three languages relatively well, and all these, even English and Swedish, 
I like when I'm tired, I have a hard time communicating in them sometimes. Oh yeah, right. absolutely. Oh, yeah. For that, sure. And, everyone gets a pass on that. But what I'm talking about is like with this, like I literally, I had not learned how to say, have a good day in German. Uh-huh. I literally oh, didn't what it was. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, uh, like, yeah, I mean, one has blind spots sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, like I, I miss you still. Sometimes I screw up ser and estar, even right. though I know I'm, I'm doing the wrong thing, but it just comes out the wrong way. Yeah yeah exactly i like i know the difference between the two verbs and i'm like if i were to take a test i would get 100 percent right every single time right. but sometimes when i'm just speaking i, I mess up because because that's the way it works yeah like just being cognizant i think it's like ah oh, yeah i use sarah or i should use the star like yeah but yeah uh so but i mean like I, yeah keep going how much longer you got in barca uh, a month, más o menos. A month, a month, más o menos. But yeah, it's been it's been really good to me. As I told you before the pod, I've been incredibly productive. Yeah, man, incredibly productive. So I've I've gotten a lot of work done, uh, research wise, and I've gotten a lot of language improvements done. Absolutely. So I'm I'm very happy with my own personal and professional development. Yes, as of right now. To the homeland. Now I'm going back to the homeland for a little bit. Uh, and then Canada, baby. January 8th. Oh, that yeah. That, yeah we, that so the we official get, we get... date? That's the I, do, I still don't have my ticket, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy it within oh, the next couple of days. We got a date. Got a date. Hey, let's, let's talk about this, by the way. The... January 8th. January 8th. The, tr- the trailer. The... Oh, not the trailer, but like the... Sneak peek. The sneak peek of what we're going to do in January. Yeah, we got... Cuéntanos, tío. La Casa. All right, what's the idea? Do you want me to talk about this? You talk about okay. it. What's La Casa? So we are going to be doing the Lingaholics Language Boot Camp. Casa de Lingaholicos. Yeah. Yeah, so when Marcus comes back to Canada, he's going to get uh, fast-tracked because the government of Canada has changed their policy. So they're going to... They, 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 they do a COVID test as soon as you arrive in That's Canada. That's official? Now. That's happening? Is that, that's, I don't know, that, that, that's 100 official i'm not going to quarantine right okay you yeah the test yeah. uh so but when marcus um gets back to canada he is gonna come straight from the airport to ian's house and i'm gonna come from my house in Cochrane, also to strathmore to ian's house and we're just gonna hunker down for a couple weeks and just go super hard with languages the whole time. We're not going to be able to allow. To, we're not gonna be allowed to speak English yeah. the whole time. Oh, we decided oh. on that now. Pardon? We decided on that. I Whoa. just decided. On that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, yeah, I'm 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 fine with that. Yeah, and I think we should maybe we should have like some kind of a rule, like if if we're caught speaking English, I think like ten push-ups. Yeah, or some kind of a penalty. Like obviously we can ask how to say words, but if you say something in English, like yeah, you get punished in some way. We could just we could just transition to Spanish. Have Spanish be like the standard language, and then we could screw around with it. That that Spanish will be the lingua franca. Well, yeah, because we're gonna have Alejandro in the house too. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't you can like dip into Spanish, but no English, and then I don't know if we want to set the date like a French day, German day. 
Well, well, well I, I, I'm very interested in getting back on track with my German and my French because I've been neglecting those languages I for way too long. I would love to help you guys with your German. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I think Ian, you would be very interested in German as well. So doing some intense German during these days yeah. would be pretty sick, no? And we got to go hard with French too. Yeah, I'm done with that too. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm my motivation for for um, learning these like la- or improving these languages is very high right now. Yeah, yeah. Alejandro might be looking at us like, what the? <laughs> yeah, but 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 when we get tired, we'll shoot the shit with them and and. Espanol. Espanol. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, that's gonna be watching sports, watching some movies, put the language on. Uh, watching man, like Alejandro's got the access to the Hispanic ESPNs and stuff, and man, nice. the World Series this past month in Spanish was awesome. Like, I usually wa- I watch a lot of baseball in Spanish. Dude, yeah, there's this Lanzadores. Lanzadores, <laughs> or, or uh, I forget the guy's name to give him credit. Be a one announcer when like ever whenever a home run gets hit, and he's like, no. No, 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 no. Que diga no a esa pelota. Like, <laughs> oh, like, oh. I tried it to my class the other day, and they're just like, oh, man. Omron <laughs> waves. Uh, yeah. That's legendary. That. So when you just have that like kind of on in the background, you're like continually soaking, soaking stuff up. So. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And then, Espanol, yeah. tío. Yeah. So, so Cody, I, I was meaning to ask you, cause now we talked about what, what Ian is currently doing with his language learning. And we talked about my progression with my Castellano. How you doing, bud? What are you working on? Oh man. I'm so, I'm just uh, blasting away at my Korean. Um, yeah, Cody's rocking. Yeah. I'm actually, uh, I've been able to dedicate a bit more time to it and I've been, um, uh, changing up my my methods a little bit, and like I said, like I said before, I've just been um, getting more into the idea of just um, how can I say? Oh, oh sorry, salud. Yeah, <laughs> gracias. Uh, I've just been getting into the idea of more like hacking into the idea of like uh, viewing it more as recreation instead of work. So I've been much more motivated and much more disciplined in with my with my language learning, I guess you could say, and. Yeah, my Korean was going really well. I think the, my only thing that's like lacking for Korean right now is my my speaking, because I've actually my listening is getting pretty good and like my vocabulary is pretty decent now. Like I know quite a lot of words. I would say I'm easily A two, and um, I think I think with just a bit more speaking practice, Ian and I are going to start taking a class Two with days. Um, a couple of our friends. And um, I think once I start doing that regularly and like start talking to Korean people on a regular basis, like I'm going to be at um, that click moment in, in no time. Click. So, so what about italki? Um, italki classes. Kind of save money. <laughs> Are you talking about teaching or taking them? for? No, Kodo? taking them. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm holding off on italki just because I got to save money. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Sell a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but um, yeah. So Korean is yeah. That's my that'll be my main focus for for quite a while, and um, also just with my other ones like my my French, German, Spanish, and my Chinese. I uh, 
I mostly either just like talk to talk to friends or um, I listen to podcasts or so, I'll go on to, to Reddit or uh, WeChat. WeChat is like the Chinese social media app. Mm. And also I've been using um, a couple apps for, for reading. I've been trying to get into more reading, more Korean. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so. Yeah, reading's a, pause on reading. What do you guys do for reading? What have you guys been doing? Uh, so I can touch on this real quick. I, journalism, mostly. Okay. Recently, I've been doing a lot of journalism. So Spanish, reading Spanish. El País. Journalism. Uh, well, yeah, some of that, but mostly New York Times and Spanish. There's mm. Spanish version. Mm-hmm. And with everything that's been going on politically right now in the, in the U.S., there's a bunch of really good um, journalism and really good analyses out there in Spanish, especially in Spanish. Right. Yeah, I should try that. Yeah. So, something new that I've been doing and maybe you guys have like, I mean, we have our Lingaholics group chat and I've been sending these quite a lot. It's like links from Reddit. And that, that that's something that oh, I've been okay. doing is like, I've been using the, so I, fi- I find it kind of funny. Is like a lot of people go onto the, the German language learning or the French language learning subreddit, but when they really could be getting a lot more from just going onto the France subreddit or the Germany subreddit and that's what i've been doing lately where you get like authentic native speakers discussing stuff and it's like i've I've been like getting really into it because it's like um it's like all these uh people who natively speak these languages just like shooting the shit on reddit and it's like it's really cool to read all that stuff cody i've never used i don't i don't think i've ever gone on reddit other than than looking for sports streams (laughs) (laughs) but my 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 opinion was that reddit or what i thought was that reddit was basically just filled with trolls so are you saying that it's actually productive oh man so i think i told you guys this before but like the way i view reddit is like there's lots of good material and there's lots of good interesting information like there's lots of really um there's lots of funny stuff there's lots of um cool news stories and and interesting pictures and videos and stuff like that uh but at the same time like um yeah if you get involved in the community and like you read all the comments and stuff like that it's like i don't know like there's a lot of assholes on reddit like, that yeah or a bunch of trolls a bunch of yeah, people that don't have anything anything yeah. better to do than to just sit there and, and make stupid comments on yeah. stuff a lot of cynical people on reddit but i mean in terms of like the actual bulk of like what you see content. yeah as long as it's like youtube like just it's like don't go into the comments section mm-hmm. <laughs> like because mm-hmm. you're just gonna find garbage there trollandia yeah 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 um okay yeah okay so you guys okay marks you're like news cody reddit um yeah, I i'm a little bit more academic in my my language learning why well, uh, uh i sent you guys the links uh punto y comma uh magazine so like for me that was my good, yeah. course that i teach is called spanish and culture and i'm like the last two years i'm like more and more on the culture train in terms of like i just want to learn stuff about ecuador i want to learn stuff about paraguay i want to learn stuff about España, lo que sea and mad magazines like that where uh they're actually designed for language learners. You have to subscribe, like that Punto y Comma one's like a hundred euros a year or something. Um, I'll give you the login. <laughs> Try it out. Um, uh, yeah, so I just, it's great when it's still a magazine with the language learner in mind, cause it's like, cause this is a B2, B2 
B1 article. So it's like highlighting words, picking up new idioms. So I've been trying to carve out like those dabble power hours, but I'm also been trying to like carve out a cultural reading hour because there's punto y comma for Spanish, beyond dire for French, which is their subscription isn't as good. You have to buy the like individual articles. And then there's one actually, I just trying this month, it's still a little over my head. So I think I'm going to unsubscribe and try to get laid. It's called Deutsch Perfect, which is like the German equivalent of these. But uh, yeah, man, like cultural yeah. magazines is Oh, by is the way, um, there's a good one for Chinese too. Okay. Is it's, called, it's called, it's got a funny name. It's called the Chairman's Bow. <laughs> weird. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. So uh, this, like, so that's like said for the keep those advanced levels up. And uh, Mario Vargas Llosa on El País, the author, I always read yeah. his articles. So it's uh, it's always like expanding ones. Yeah, yeah, but 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 like I've said before, I mostly do my language learning through uh, listening and speaking. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. reading reading is sure. I've done I've done it more recently, and especially. Uh, taking part of of good journalism which which i always enjoy because the journalists usually have a very very good vocabulary oh yeah but which and you can find some really good expressions from there as well like another another newspaper that i've been reading uh i've been keeping up with it ever since i lived in colombia is el espectador okay. which is the biggest newspaper in, in colombia so every once in a while i go in there and um uh, read a couple articles get the latest on the situation there yeah that's yeah. a good yeah i remember in nicaragua i think even before i went I was like la prensa was the big one in nicaragua and uh there's a tv it's like a tv news show la confidential it's like yeah. only pretty much nicaraguans would be watching this but to expand in and as a language learner and then just also yeah that was the particular country i was going to of course i'm gonna watch that i'm not gonna watch something else like because then yeah you get the context though right and learning learning about politics in all these different countries oh, is so interesting oh hell yeah if you're interested in politics like trying to understand like right now i'm, I'm learning so much about the the situation here oh, yeah. and it's so polarized like you think it's polarized in the u.s like here yeah. it's 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 way worse like i was talking to my i was talking to my boss like if what happened in the u.s happened in spain they'd they'd burn down the entire country <laughs> uh, <laughs> counting yeah yeah like this this old slow counting and and um different <laughs> candidates saying that they won that would that would go absolutely crazy here but but <laughs> stuff like that in different countries as well and like how yeah. like popular what's what's like the populist agenda in that country and trying to understand the situation like where where are all the tensions and mm -hmm. and like what do people yeah. care about like what how do people think in these countries politically is very interesting oh yeah man yeah, and that's, that's, that's like, why journalism is, is such a good way in, in immersing yourself in this culture as well. Yeah, and I find journalism, like, I'm understanding it more. Like, I still try the odd time to take a crack at literature in a foreign language, and, man, it still kicks my ass. Like, <laughs> I mean, I can get it a lot, but, like, just in terms of, like, I can pick, I have a few Spanish books here on my shelves, like, uh there's some like actually uh 
some books written by journalists are better. Like there's a great one. If you want a crazy read on the, the train of death in Mexico, La Bestia, how like all the Central American migrants oh, come up to the, the border. It's called Enrique's Journey. Sorry, I forget the author's name, but it's all, it's all to get this one in Spanish, man, like solid read in Spanish. And it's not like Gabriel Garcia Marquez language. It's just like the facts. Language. Yeah. So stuff like that, I find. Uh, yeah, I, I bet I bet that if I started doing that, I would get really into it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, found some good literature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if uh-huh. like if I'm gonna read a book, I definitely prefer like very realistic kind of nonfiction stuff. Right. Stuff right. that's like actually, um, like real life stories or yeah, history or something like that. Something you can like actually relate intense. to. Yeah. Just like a two bird stone. <laughs> yeah. The culture and the the language. Yeah. All those Rickyisms. Yeah, I was watching Rick- some <laughs> yeah. watching. We were watching last night. Yeah, by yeah, the way, if, if you're learning English and you want to learn about Canadian Trail Perk. <laughs> Recommended. Lingaholics endorsed. You know, you know who loves Trail Park Boys? Well, you? Yes, but more. Well, a nationality of a, a country that loves Trail Park Boys. Oh, oh. Mexican? Germans. What? <laughs> Germans? Yeah. Why do yeah. Germans love trailer park boys? I don't know. We had the German people that came over um to Alberta last year. They love trailer park boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Swedes love trailer park boys too. Like trailer park boys is huge in Europe. Especially yeah, like northern Europe. <laughs> like huge. That's amazing, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 man whatsoever whatever you get interested in to, well yeah like because not even just to learn english they probably just find it like oh you know, not to learn english just it's oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> definitely not to learn it's english. not, yeah, it's not academic language. well it's not even english <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's good that's actually buddy. comedy uh so AJ put on some, a Mexican comedian for me the other night. And man, like, I think, okay, beyond literature, comedy is the, the highest realm. Wait, wait guys, I, I just thought of something. Imagine Trail Park Boys, but in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine Rickyisms in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. That'd be so funny. Comedy, <laughs> comedy man. Yeah, comedy is comedy is great. And if you can start understanding, let's say Mexican comedy, like your your Spanish must be pretty advanced, right? Right. But the one he was showing me, I was getting not a lot. Like you kind of get yeah. the context, but man, like this the speed. I think we were talking about the variables, like the speed they talk at, the la jerga the comedians use. And uh, it's the so the too. references, it's so so specific to Mexico. Yeah. So, so yeah, he showed me exactly. that. Yeah, so. yeah, but I was like, well, it's like, is this the same for you in English? Because then we watched some Chappelle, but he was he was getting it all too. So, I just find Spanish comedians, damn, like that's uh, it's fine. Maybe when you I'll do that more. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll I'll search up some good Spanish yeah, comedians. A bit on Netflix. Try to see if I can understand it. 
Yeah, man. Take a crack at it. So, so um, I don't know, boys. How are we feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling great. What are you guys doing for the rest of the day? Uh, I got to set a little NFL fantasy lineup here. And... How's that going for you? Uh, not a great season. I'm in a season long one, tons of injuries. It's not great. Um, but, uh, I do a every Sunday one with some of the boys. We set the lineup for the day. So, uh, nice. Is it as fun as, as baseball? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. FanDuel. FanDuel is fun. Yeah. FanDuel is really fun. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. My, my problem with the NFL is that they're all Americans. It's very monolingual monolingual yeah you don't get a you don't get anyone from it anywhere else every once in a while you get like a german kicker right or something like that oh yeah i guess the soccer connection eh? yeah but you don't yeah. you never get like a quarterback from venezuela or like i say i don't know yeah yeah it's not like baseball where it's yeah. like a third latino if not higher yeah uh, and then like a few koreans japanese it's not yeah that's why i like about baseball like the you get oh, that yeah. you get that diversity a, that article on the score a few months ago about what's it like being a translator in a baseball dugout was, uh, was uh, i watched a video on that i watched the video oh, where yeah. they interviewed uh vladdy guerrero juniors uh, yeah man translator yeah. it's like something like that's actually fascinating if there's a guy on the rockies here rymel tapia from the the Dominican. So I just like typed in Raimel Tapia Entrevista and there's a bunch of stuff, man. He's like talking like puro Dominicano. I was like, oh my God. I do, I, I do that a lot. I look up yeah, sports man. stars sports when they speak in their languages, respective right. languages. And uh, yeah, and then also living with AJ, he watches a ton of uh, football. So branching into uh, some Mexican football and then uh, Bundesliga, I'm trying to do a bit of. Uh, work on too yeah, so, understanding so sports sports and languages beautiful combination as well yeah you no know, another thing is like um so marcus you saying that you watch sports and sports stars being interviewed in their own languages something that i've like stumbled upon is like um movie star like english speaking movie stars like oh, and yeah, footage of them yeah, speaking yeah, other yeah. languages like that's kind of yeah, cool. but they all suck hey some of them are pretty good some are pretty good Eng- seeing, not like, americans will smith speaks spanish yeah, but uh, come Bryant. on, man. His Kobe Bryant, but Kobe, Kobe Bryant's from Kobe Italy. Bryant. He's fr- he's born in Italy, right? He grew up in Italy. He grew up, up in Italy. Italy. He, yeah, he, yeah, he grew up in Italy because his dad his dad played basketball in Italy. Right. So he speaks. Kobe Bryant is his Spanish or his um, Italian is oh, yeah. fantastic. I don't know how he speaks Spanish. I haven't I haven't seen it, but I have I have I have, I have he, list- when he passed. Uh, I know some teachers were finding. Right. Uh, clips to show but his Italian is obviously amazing, but he grew up in Italy, so so yeah, that yeah. doesn't count. But but otherwise, it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> like the the oh, Americans learning Spanish, movie. like the the actors. But, but if you look at some of these, so a great example is looking at European soccer stars. So for example, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Ibrahimovic, Ibra, my my uh, fellow, my fellow um, Swedish countryman okay. yeah he so for so he is like this he not he barely graduated high school like he's not known to be 
uh, an academic. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. He's not known to be uh, an academic, but he speaks a bunch of different languages because he's lived in every single European country. He's played soccer or football in every single European country. So, for example, there's this video of him when he came to L.A. and he played for the L.A. Galaxy for a couple of years. So he just got off the plane and he's doing this um, press conference. Right. And, and he, he comes in there. He's like, oh, I haven't slept. And then it's 24 hours. I'm very jet lagged. Look at English in English. But he's like, you can see that he's really tired. But still, they ask him questions. Obviously, there's reporters from all, the, all over the world. So he starts in English and he answers his questions. And English is not great, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. But it's not great, obviously. And then a Swedish reporter is there and asks, asks, him a, asks him a question in Swedish. So he obviously goes over to Swedish and then he speaks a little Swedish. And then a Italian reporter comes and he, then he does a question in like fluent Italian, like perfect Italian, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but then, I mean, like he speaks a little bit, little bit of French and a little, a little bit of Spanish as well. So you can find videos on YouTube where he, where, yeah. where he speaks his language as well. Yes. So, so like, and I mean, like this guy probably has never studied any of these languages meticulously. No, like, survival. Like, you know, that he's just, he's, he's just like in the locker room shooting the shit with the boys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's another really good example of, do you guys know who Pep Guardiola is? No idea. Yeah. He's one of the most famous uh, soccer coaches ever in the history of the sport, right? So he's from, he's from here, Barcelona, but he, he right now he's coaching Manchester City. Okay. Uh, but he's coached uh, Bayern München and he's coached all these other teams, right? He played in Italy for a while. So he speaks very good. Obviously, he speaks Catalan and Spanish perfectly. Very good Italian, obviously, because he lived there for such a period of time. He speaks good German. Bayern. And obviously, great, great English as well. Right. So the, these European um, yeah. professionals, especially these these soccer stars that move around all the time, because because Ian, Ian, we've talked about this before. The 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 economics of, of soccer yeah. is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Open capitalism, unrestrained capitalism. <laughs> so basically, these players get sold everywhere yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. So, so they're basically bouncing in between European language, European countries, and European languages all the time. Which is why all these stars, superstars, and all these coaches they speak at least like four or five different languages. Yeah, yeah. I guess just more of like a hockey background that I or like being a hockey fan. Actually, when you like dig into it, like lots of the Swedish, Norwegian guys, like. Like here in Canada, okay, yeah, they're from Sweden, they're from Norway, or whatever. But like, you kind of forget how back home, they're like huge, right? Like, I know like, like uh, Matt Zuccarello, I think he's like a god in Norway, right? And mm-hmm. how he, like, just when he communicates with the the Norwegian press here when he's playing in the NHL, like obviously it's just Norwegians that are watching that, but it's like such a huge audience. Or like, I can only imagine how big like is Henrik Lundqvist like pretty massive. So he's massive. He's not like Ibra. Ibrahim, like, so here's the thing. Hockey's big in Sweden, but it's not soccer. It's just not yeah. soccer, but it's still yeah. big. But yeah. the, what I would say still, still, like, these guys are superstars for sure. Yeah. But there's still probably more, they're probably bigger stars in Canada still than they are in, oh, okay. in Sweden. Like, more, Henrik Lundqvist is obviously very recognizable, but let's take a guy like Victor Hedman. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if he were to walk in downtown Toronto, he would be very recognizable. Like a lot of people would come up to him. 
Correct. Ask for his autograph. He wouldn't be that recognized. He would be more recognizable in downtown Toronto than in Stockholm. Interesting. Okay. For, for sure. I'm pretty, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that. And, and all these other yeah. stars like William Nylander, obviously he plays in Toronto, so that doesn't really count. Let's take some other random person. Um, well, here in Calgary, uh, what's his name? In Cal- so, so Lindholm, for example. Yeah. Lindholm, he's probably way more rec- rec- recognizable in Canada than in, in Sweden. Okay. Um, Elias yeah. Pedersen, same thing. Yeah. Much more recognizable yeah. here than in Sweden. But I feel like certain guys can raise the profile, though. Like Leon Dreisaitl right now, I think is... In Germany? Yeah, he's, he's probably a big... Germany. yeah. Very well known in, in, in Germany. But it does matter. Like, it does matter that they're not playing in Sweden anymore. I mean, a lot yeah. of Swedes follow the NHL, but it's not as it's not as big as in can like these players are still more recognized. They're superstars here. Yeah. They're not super there's they they've left their expats. Yeah. Word. Which means that they're I don't yeah. know. You're never gonna when it comes to hockey, you're never gonna beat Canada. It's impossible to beat. Canada in keep terms of interest. One. Let's keep it that way. No, but in, ter- in terms of like interest and, and people caring about the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. All right, boys. Uh, All right. Our- how, how, how are we feeling? Uh, and now I think we're pushing yeah. like an hour and a half. Nice. That's a solid, solid pod. A solid pod 15. Yo, this is, I don't think we're going to do another pod maybe for another week or so. Uh, this is basically our half birthday, boys uh that's right happy birthday happy half birthday happy half birthday so uh little little baby taking some taking some steps taking some steps yeah we're getting there so boys very casual pod i love it very casual really fun really fun thanks to the listener subscribe on whichever um medium you're using whatever podcatcher apple stitcher spotify tune in subscribe on youtube we're going to be getting some shorter content out here and yeah it's the lingaholics train keeps on rolling winter in berta or sunshine in barca we're here for you that's right all right boys thanks appreciate it sounds good and we are